2: Hey, we know you've been waiting for Wine Wednesday. And it's finally here. Welcome to the Wine Over Matter podcast, where for some reason we have decided to overshare with y'all every week. I'm Laura.
1: And I'm Steph. We are here to talk about everything going on in our lives from our wellness journeys, relationships, everyday struggles, pop culture, and so much more. Happy Wine Wednesday. Happy Wine Wednesday.
2: Um, how's it going?
1: It is going. I'm pooped, but I'm glad to be recording today.
2: No, you've had um, a busy weekend, and with your sister in town and your parents in town, you guys have been going a lot.
1: We have been going, so it's kind of nice to just like shut the door and record and get some girl talk in
2: leave Jordan with your sister for a little bit and let them do their own thing.
1: (laughs) They're watching a movie. They're busy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into it, though, I just wanted to remind everyone we are a month away from our next meetup, Sunday, November 12th. It's going to be at Brewery X in Anaheim. If you haven't RSVP'd already, you can still do that. There'll be a link to it in the description of this episode, as well as a link in our bio on Instagram. If you have any issues with registering or anything, shoot us a DM. We'll help you out. Um, and we just really hope to see you there. So excited. But you know what I'm
1: also excited about? I'm so excited. What you're so excited about? So let's <laughs> let's share.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this week we have our dear friend and special guest Taylor from Woo! Taylor and Hi. Welcome. Hi. It's been a minute. When was the last time we all recorded together?
1: Eesh. Like when was week? it?
2: I don't even know. It's been at least a year.
1: I cannot. I feel like because we talk like multiple times a week, it does not feel like it's been that long. But everybody else listening is probably like, yeah, bitches, it's been that long. Yeah. Can Can we get her back, please?
0: Yes. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm stressed and blessed. That's what I like to say these days. I
1: love the guest that comes on right away with the episode title, You Are Our Queen, (laughs) Stressed and Blessed. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. I I love Uh, it. I know. The last time we saw you was the Bachelorette weekend. And how much fun was that? It was the best.
0: It was the absolute best. I know like jumping on, I see Jeff's face in the background. just like <laughs> Jeff's face is everywhere. Oh um, yeah. Well, I was like, what do you mean his face? But one of them from the bachelorette party,
2: I have it like hanging behind my mirror in my, in my office. Like I've also hidden them in random places in the house. And if Jeff has found them. He hasn't mentioned it. And now he's like probably listening to this episode and going to look for them. But I've like literally put them in random places because like, I had like six of them that I brought home. It's so like I, a
1: scavenger hunt. It's so Yeah, fun I was like, them.
2: do you think your mom will want one of these? And he was like, probably. I was like,
1: <laughs> okay, she <laughs> can have one then. Way to be honest. Yeah. Um, that was such a fun weekend, though. And we were supposed to record with you right after and then had to switch days and it didn't work out. So we had to postpone it a couple weeks. But, oh, my God, I want to relive that weekend, like, every weekend of my life. We had so much fun. It was the I best. Agree. I know. It was – Um,
0: I had just seen a friend recently running this morning, and she was like, how was the bachelorette party? And I was like, honestly, it was, like, drama-free, just, like, grade A fun. Like, I just – every moment of it was just, like, fun, and it's so much different. I going in your thirties than it is your twenties. And so I just yeah. feel like it was like such a blast. Yeah. yeah I like, completely
2: agree. Like you said about it being like drama free, it's just like not, I mean, definitely in your twenties, but even in your thirties, like some groups just don't always like mesh the best Their Things can still be clicky or like it just, sometimes the vibe isn't always there for everyone. And unless I'm just seeing it with, like, naive eyes, like, I do feel like everybody got along really well and, like, everybody just had a really good time.
1: No, your eyes are not naive. They are accurate because that is exactly how it went. It was just – it's so nice in your 30s, too. Like, I feel like not only with the drama of your 20s, but, like, expectations of, like, everybody partying all night and no sleep and all of that, like – None of, we went to bed when we wanted to, everybody took a nap if they needed one. Like we partied like you do in your thirties and it was, that's my favorite way to party. Yes. Yeah. Naps in an early bedtime. Amen.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but our flight home was like my favorite, like us three being able to spend some like quality cue time together because we have not had that in so long and go get brunch that last morning, and do our whole airport fiasco car drop-off thing.
2: <laughs> I know, it's been... Oh yeah, did they ever find the car, Taylor? Yes, yes.
1: So
0: after <laughs> we good. dropped the car off, I get a text message from Brea being like, they can't find the car, where did you leave it? And so <laughs> all three of us are like, what the hell, like we dropped it off. Um. So yes, they ended up finding the car, but I can't remember one of you was like, we scanned a key card twice to get in. So there's a timestamp. Yeah, us in there. exactly. Yeah, yeah. That
1: was like the most, I have no idea how Brea found that car rental company. It was so bizarre, but like so easy at the same time, you know, it was like too easy.
0: I know. I was like, are we going to someone's house? And then they're just going to be like, okay, here are the keys
2: where you can like, <laughs> It's like Uber meets car rental, like where you can like put your car on a website and like people can rent your car for you from you, which I'll rent out a lot of things of mine, but I don't think my car is one of them. Oh,
1: no, No. uh,
2: that's a ton of trust. Yeah, I Uh, drive
1: a rental very different than I drive my own car
2: because that's what I was going to say. I was like, I don't even like to buy because like they always sell like a lot of used cars are often like Previous rental cars because they don't keep rental cars very often. But I've always just been under the impression that doesn't seem like a good idea to buy a rental car because, like you said, nobody drives a rental car like you do your own car. They just get treated like crap in comparison. So
1: you like run into things, ding it. You're like, it's a rental. (laughs) Like, that's just like your excuse the whole weekend. I I wouldn't say I'm running
2: into things, but I'm just not as like. I don't know, but I'm also not driving crazy. So I don't know what I'm saying. Like, I don't treat it the same. I don't know. It
1: just, you, I feel you like just it don't though. Like whatever that means, you just don't like you care for your own car in a different way than like you care for a rental.
2: Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. I
0: mean, I used to work at enterprise, so I like saw it all like the grossest thing probably was this guy was spitting his sunflower seeds into the cup holders. Like, oh my God. Well, it's like, would you do that in your own car? Cause that's like a prime example of what you guys are talking about. You can't
1: like
2: roll your window down,
0: no,
1: like straight into the center console. That's disgusting. Okay, so question: Were you able to like charge him an extra cleaning fee for that, or yes, do you, do you just have to clean it?
0: No, no, no. Yeah, he was getting charged. So oh, good. back in the day, that was probably like ten or twelve years ago. Um, so it was like one fifty was your your cleaning fee for that.
1: So you want to spit sunflower seeds into a cup holder in a rental car these days. It's going to cost you. Oh, yeah. Good three hundred. I think about it. So, <laughs> so another funny connection is Jor- one of Jord- Jordan's first like big boy job, like real job was enterprise. And so was yours. So you guys have bonded over enterprise days because they are a little um scarring. I've heard from oh, the yeah. two of you and anybody else that's worked there. Correct. Did You guys do similar jobs
2: there
0: i there's pretty much only like three to four different roles. So you, oh, okay. the craziest thing you have to have a bachelor degree in order to no. like go in and they're like scooping you up of like, we're going to give you this grand future and you're going to like make all this money and stuff. And like, there is money to be made. Um, I shout it all away in my twenties, but like you start as a trainee and then you move up to like assistant manager and branch manager and area manager And it's just like grueling hours and you have to be suited and booted the whole time. And so like I was in the valley in L.A. and it's like scorching hot and you're like in a suit and you're renting cars and you're trying to slang all this protection and whatever. And it's just like kind of this thankless job. But everybody bonds because you, you know, misery loves company and everyone's miserable. (laughs) The fact that you have
2: to dress up every day, like fully dress up, and that you need a degree is
1: like... Who do they think they are? Totally. You're renting cars. Like, come on. And Jordan gets so irritated because... And when they say dress, like suited up, dressed up, it was like literally suits and like closed toed shoes and the whole thing. And Jordan gets so annoyed now because we'll be at the airport and walk by Enterprise and they get to wear like slack like khaki slacks and polos or like t-shirts or whatever now and he gets so mad he's like I used to have to wash cars in 95 degree weather in a suit wait you <laughs> okay. have to walk
2: they had to wash the cars they, too you guys
1: have to do everything oh yeah yeah I if can't, you're they staff, don't have, like,
2: a different walk. crew for
0: that well usually there is one but sometimes you're turning the cars so much so like when you go book a hotel room like the hotel knows how many rooms there are. Right. Yes. They could still overbook like intentionally, but with cars, like you never know how many cars are going to be on your lot. Someone can tell you I'm returning it on Tuesday, but like they might not come back till Saturday. So where you expected to have 50 cars on your lot, all of a sudden you have five. And so now you're having to like turn them over. So (laughs) in order to do that, sometimes you just had to like wash it yourself from the previous person.
2: Oh my gosh. I mean, that makes <laughs> sense though. I know.
1: Jordan does. So he would never want to go back to those days ever again. Like put his time in, he's done. But like he gives so much credit to like the work ethic that he gained from them because he had to work his ass off. The, like Taylor said, the hours, everything, like it was grueling. So like, I guess for somebody right out of college and I've heard they do things differently. They don't try to like pick people right out of school anymore or whatever. But um, it does teach you a good work ethic for your first job out of college. I will agree with that. Yes. And I always say like I because I got
0: my degree in like graphic design, web design, photography. But I then I went here and I was like, this is where I got my business degree because you really do learn like profit and loss and all of that shenanery. That yes. Business, was yeah. this after your P.F. Chang's days then, Taylor? Yes, it was like almost immediately after I was at P.F. Chang's and then I was a buyer at Buffalo Exchange. But like, resell it. yeah,
2: I never knew that.
1: I that went, would be so fun.
2: I went through a phase in college where I was obsessed with Buffalo Exchange because I was able to find like juicy handbags for like super cheap. Like I was able to find like name brand things that were like often like brand spanking new and I could get such good deals there. I was obsessed with Buffalo Exchange. And they were um, they always at the time had their eBay super stocked with stuff. So I would just buy things on eBay too. Oh, I love that place.
0: Yeah, that's funny. I was right on Ventura Boulevard and Sherman Oaks. So like all the all the name brand stuff was coming in. So the biggest part about being a buyer was you had to determine like what was fake and what was real. And so that was, like, a big part of the, like, knowing the hardware and then, like, knowing what to look at on a Louis Vuitton or a coach bag or whatever with, like, the serial numbers and stuff. So and Was Buffalo
2: Exchange, were they, you strictly buy or did they do, um, not commission, what do they call it? Uh, consignment. Consignment.
0: No, we strictly bought. We didn't do consignment, yeah. Did
2: you ever buy anything and then get in trouble for what you bought?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. So Wait, there, why do you get in well, trouble? Well, there was a whole lot of clothes that were um, definitely, like, brass plum, like, Nordstrom lines of clothing. And I was like, oh, jackpot. Like, I just, like, bought all this stuff from this lady. And then um, we were going through it later in the evening. And every single one of them had, like, a tiny hole in the side. Like, she cut the... Security tags.
1: Oh my gosh. Every
0: single so it was all stolen. It was all stolen, yeah. And I didn't see the holes when I was looking at it because I was like focused on the label and oh that the Oh my looked gosh. Brand- yeah. <laughs> so I got my crazy. hands for
1: that one. You're like, whoopsie. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so your best car X Enterprise car rental advice regarding the pushiness that they do to try to get you to add all the extra insurance and everything needed or not needed? So what I will say
0: is if you truly want to walk, like it truly is, you can walk away from the car, like you total it and you can be like, here are the keys. Sorry. Or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Like you can literally walk away. If that is your thing and you don't want to have anything to do with it, like it is worth it, but here's the thing. There's they'll sell you four different kinds of insurance when you only need damage waiver. That is like the biggest piece is the damage waiver. The other one is like trying to help you if you, um, if the other person's like uninsured, but most of the time, you know, like that, that will be covered by like a credit card or something like that. So I would yes. look into first, I would looking into what your credit card covers And then use that card when you are renting, but you don't, most of the time you don't need roadside. Like they try to wrap that up in there too. And then they also try to wrap up like medical insurance, um, which again, like damage waiver would be the one that I would say, if you feel like you want to just walk away from it, that would be the one.
1: There we go. You guys, you heard it here first.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did Did not think I'd be talking about that. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. No, so basically for anybody that has not listened to our previous episodes um, with Taylor, Taylor is one of our friends. We've all been friends for what, about five, six years now? Um, I've been with Jeff
2: for five years and I met Taylor probably at least two years before that. So it's probably been a good seven or so years.
1: So it's been a while. And, you know, Laura and I preach on this podcast about meeting your Internet friends, coming to podcast meetups, things like that, um, because it can be life changing. And that is how the three of us all met. And this is also how you met your bestie, our friend Brea as well. Um. So I know you always have so much wisdom to share in regards to these things. And you are such a connector, like on Instagram and then translating into real life with anybody that you get to come across. So what advice do you have for people wanting to put themselves out there meeting their internet friends showing up to things that they don't know anybody else at like how did you start to become comfortable with that or were you always and what are your what is your advice for other people yeah I think you just have to be like awkward and vulnerable at the same
0: time like truly it is it's as if you're dating but you're looking for friendship right so like not everybody you come across is going to end up being your bestie that you have a podcast with for years Um, (laughs) like y'all but like it's it's about that like awkwardness at the beginning and figuring out like what is it that I do want because I mean a lot of the time people just say I want friends or it's hard to make friends when it when I'm older which is so true and like that's very relatable but you have to put yourself out there and I think that's like the hardest part is like I'm a part of all of these Facebook groups in my little town because they're all about like making friends in town and people will go on there and be like I just want to make friends. And it's like, there's a thousand events to go to. If you wanted to make a friend, like there's an opportunity to do so. And um, I would say like one of the biggest things up front is like, what is your hobby? Like, what do you like to do? What do you enjoy and trying to find your people in that community? Because my goodness, if we've learned like over the years that there's a community for free, freaking everything. Yep. Like uh, you know, feet pics or <laughs> or
1: whatever it is
0: that you're into, like there's a community for it. I mean, uh, yeah. All yeah. of us all met
2: just based on freaking Weight Watchers at the right. time. Like, yeah. That was literally how we all got connected. So if Weight Watchers can bring all of us together, truly, like you said, there is some type of community for everything. And I think Facebook groups really are like a fantastic way to kind of get into those communities.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Um, and then just like putting yourself out there. So, for example, the uh, I was just at an event this evening, and the people that host these events, like they bring, they're the nucleus, and like they bring everybody together. But part of that is having to like, they open their home, and they spend money on food, and, like, but part of that is, like, now I'm pouring into the community, but I'm also, like, gaining friends from that, so, like, you guys, you host these events, and, like, bring the opportunity for people to come together, but everyone that comes has to put themselves out there in order to connect with the other women or men. I'm not sure. Do you have some male fans that attend these?
2: We have some male fans, but we have not had any males come to a meetup yet, but fourth time could be the one if any of guys guys want you to come
0: <laughs> but yeah just connecting with each other um as a commonality is like the easiest way to start right is like I like pickleball I like running I like whatever it's like finding your people that way and then you already have a common denominator like you said with the WW which is funny because I don't think any one of us uh, are on WW. When you no, down. not
1: for years. And it's so crazy. <laughs> We've talked about this on the podcast so many times. But like, when I know you two were both on WW and in that community before I was, and then when I joined it, it was so life changing for me. Like, first of all, for my health, you know, I really did lose weight quickly. Um, and in a healthy way, or what I thought was a healthy way at the time, I was definitely sacrificing some fun to do it as well. But um, it honestly was like a game changer for me, like the whole creating a wellness Instagram account that's like separate from, you know, your personal where you're comfortable sharing as much as you're sharing. And then sharing allows you to connect with other people that are sharing or might not be sharing, but want to follow your journey kind of as like, you know, a guide for themselves or, or whatever it is. And then your friendships can either stay on the Internet or they can leave the Internet. And I remember for me, it was so scary because I... Came into that world on Instagram and was like talking to so many people. And I loved I loved 2018 WW Instagram. It was we all did. It was a fun and time. Okay. It was so fun. And I had so many internet friends. And it like hit a point like about four months into like being in that space where I Taylor had a friends giving clothing swap party at her house where she literally invited her internet friends. Like most of these people you had not met before or if you did you met them very recently through this you know avenue and i like it took so much for me to show up and i was thinking about that today because i am like a very outgoing very social person but also a very awkward person at the same time i hate small talk like i was thinking about my sister and jordan today like i went to work the two of them were home all day and i'm like they probably had to small talk all day and i'm like granted Jordan's like family to her now, but like I struggle with small talk and that would have been a torturous day for me <laughs> to have to like sit and small talk with somebody all day. So I'm like, it really does take you like getting outside of your comfort zone and pushing yourself because now talking like both of you is not small talk anymore. Like once you become friends and get a friendship with somebody and build that friendship up, like it no longer is small talk. It's easy talk. It's it's natural talk it's not that awkward new beginning that like you have to do to make a friend unfortunately you know
2: and just text messaging each other endless memes and tiktoks
0: yeah <laughs> yeah that yes, is all the taylor Swift
1: updates all day long that's ha- that's how you and make a friendship totally.
2: well kind of on somewhat on the same topic because i'm sure someone could either relate to this or could be going through something similar is so when you moved to texas taylor what I mean, what was your – were you adamant on, like, joining Facebook groups so you can make – I mean, because you've totally built a community there. You've built friendships there. Like, how did you go about trying to build a community once you moved there to a place where you didn't know anyone?
0: Yeah. uh, So it did start on Facebook. And, like, when you mentioned Facebook groups are a great way to start, absolutely. So, my again, like, I'm in a small town, so I feel like there was specifically – New Bronfles, new friends, it's called. Um, group everyone's gonna try and join now. Um, <laughs> they don't let you in if you don't live here. Um, but like it's so cute because everyone was trying to come together in that way, and there is people like putting themselves out there, planning events. Like it's very clear that women want friendship in their a little, you know, in their 30s, 40s, 50s. That you know, things have just kind of slid out of frame or they moved here and they don't know anybody. So that was a great place to start. And then I truly like, it's, Crazy. Not that I'm saying everyone should become a runner and like change their life in this way, but me starting to run and train for the marathon once I got here, I didn't. Of course, why wouldn't why wouldn't I start running when I was in a state that had incredible weather that you could like run all the time and it's fine? No, I'm gonna start where it's 100 degrees every day. Um, and so like I started running, and then that brought me to like the bunco people and the pickleball people, and then like helped us with like starting our side business that we have you know my husband and i have and so it's like it's kind of crazy how it just evolves but that happens too in our scenario of ww like you, you know we had we've met friends of laura's we've met friends of stephanie's we met friends of braille's like that just kind of like happens organically um or like your other groups of friends come together kind of like the bachelorette party yeah exactly if-
2: is New Braunfels, is that a lot of transplants? Do most people
0: kind of grow up and born and raised there or? It's probably p- closer to like 70, 30 now. Um, that 30% are like locals, natives to here, oh. and then like a ton of transplants. Yeah. Um, from like everyone rolls their eyes at the fact that I'm from California. And so I've just, at first I was like a little embarrassed by it because it was just like perceptions of, uh, me or politics or whatever of like saying I'm from California. And now I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm just yeah. going to say it. And like, if you have something about it, that says more about you than it does me. And so like, uh, but they're from all over the country, but yes, definitely, very much so now. Um, A lot of transplants. Yeah. Nice. You truly yeah. do
1: live in the cutest town. I was Jordan and I got to go visit you about almost exactly a year ago, maybe a little over a year ago now. And we had so much fun. It's honestly feels like a tourist town. Like you go there and you can float the river and there's the cutest gift shops. And a concert hall. And it's just like a dream of a you know small town to live in. It's so, so cute. Taylor's like, stop
2: telling the secret.
1: I know. <laughs> no, everyone come, please.
0: We love showing everyone around. Like, I want everyone to come visit and see it. And um, that's why I hosted my first retreat here. Because I was like, oh, well, one, I want to be close to home in case I need, like, supplies or something. But I just wanted <laughs> everyone to, like, come here and experience it. It is a very touristy town. So now that we're out of summer, it's really nice because it's like slower paced and there's not as much traffic and things like that. Um, But it is just so cute. Like there's the rivers, there's the lakes, there's the shopping, Uh, very reminiscent of Old Town Orange, which is what felt so homey when we came to visit here. It just felt very similar Um, would you agree, Stephanie? Does it feel like that?
1: It totally reminds me of Old Town Orange. It has that very, like, cute little small town, downtown area where it's not all chain restaurants, local restaurants and gift shops and everything like that. And it's kind of like the happening, like, square of town or whatever where everybody goes out. And it's just, I absolutely love it. I am so, so excited that you live there and I have a place to go visit. That's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Um,
0: please. Laura needs to come next.
2: I know. Jeff and I, Jeff actually brought it up just like within the last week. And we're like, we definitely need to get out there. I want to come see it so bad.
1: You have to go during river floating season. It's so much fun. I kind of want to go.
2: I actually want to go this time of year. I want to go during like Octoberfest time.
1: Oh, that'd be fun too. My, like, worst worst nightmare came true, though, when Taylor posted a a video on a float of, like, a snake in the river. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm ever going to get in the river again. (laughs) I wish you never told me that.
0: That wasn't the river that you were in. So we have two rivers. Um, The river you were in, there was no snake in there. Thank uh, God. I mean, it's possible. Like, they're around, But like, you know, when there's a million other people in the river, you're not ever going to know or see it or anything. So
1: less likely for sure. So speaking of your move to Texas, um, (laughs) I know some of you know her story um, in regards to that move and the sacrifices that her and Dustin had to make. Um, But a lot of you are new and maybe don't know. So let's get into a little bit of that. Your story moving there is so awesome. Yeah no it was wild um it
0: was exciting like we came visit here I just mentioned and then we fell in love with it and we were like okay we're doing this so that was in April and then 21 yeah 21 April 21 we had the house by June and we moved by August and it was the world's worst move of all time everything I
1: remember was-
0: Did go wrong uh, with the moving company and everything beyond us driving, transmissions blowing, all the things, Um, tires blowing, yeah, pretty much anything. Moving trucks
2: catching on fire. Yeah, right,
0: moving truck that had our stuff specifically caught on fire in the area of our stuff. So, uh, but we made it and it was worth it and we're so excited um, because we've been here for two years. Uh, this past August, and we have finally created some roots because we just bought a house. Yay! I'm so excited
1: for you guys. I'm so excited for you guys. So Taylor sh- showed us the pictures. She laid the news on us that <laughs> what weekend, showed us the pictures of the house. It is so cute. I love it so much. And I'm just like, I remember when you guys were – said you were moving and how much of a sacrifice that was for you. Um You have a stepdaughter that's here in California You knew, that you and Dustin are so close to. You knew it was going to be so hard to adjust your time with her to every other weekend or whatever the schedule was to, okay, only like b- holidays and school breaks and then summers and things like that. Like that was a huge sacrifice and a huge... I don't know a better word than a sacrifice for a better life. You know, you did it to own a home and have financial security and all these things that you wanted in your, for your family. And then to have you get to that finish line and like hit that goal and be like, okay, we sacrificed, we did it. And we did exactly what we said we were going to do is just amazing. Like, is that the best feeling?
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm like staring at my vision board. It was on the vision board for this year. Uh, And so I'm like, I still need to check that off, but yeah, I mean, it was a lot of sacrifices, sacrificing time and seeing Peyton as much as, as before. I mean, we truly did have a 50, 50 schedule um, and that's not boy math. That was real like dad math of 50, 50. Yeah. And so to, to, drastically change that to being all summer and then holidays spring breaks things like that that was like a huge talking point between um my husband and i but also like with her you know Peyton's mom and their family and they were like if we could come with you we would but she has a huge family in California and unfortunately my husband doesn't have any family left and so it's like it's It was a lot of conversation about, like, what is that going to look like if we move and how do we how do we show her that this is going to create a bigger life for her, like a bigger, more opportunities for her? Because, I mean, it's crazy to own real estate in California. Like, I'm just like blown away by uh, now that we have it here. I'm like, holy crap. Like, how does how is that possible? You know, I don't know just crazy but um but but being like managing our word and saying like this is what we're gonna do and being bonded to that and being able to show her like hey we did this you have your room here and we're like decorating it we're making it all cute for her and like it's just so exciting to see it come together and then that will create more opportunity for us being here too of like I, you know, she can have a bigger life because we have sacrificed certain things up front.
2: And I don't, I don't know if I'm making this up in my head or if I'm remembering correctly, you said you guys aren't telling her you're going to surprise her when she comes out.
0: So that was the plan. Oh man. Okay. So then we FaceTime, um, once a week on Wednesday nights and, we went to go FaceTime her and I even like, I texted her mom and I was like, Hey, we bought a house, but we want to keep it a secret. Cause like I said, she has a really big family. So like keeping secrets is really hard because people will see, see things on Facebook and then like say something to her or whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, Hey, we really want to keep this a secret cause we want to get her room all done. And then, uh, she's coming here for her, uh, Christmas break. And so I was like, Oh, we're just going to show up at the house and then she'll her room and like be so excited but we FaceTimed her and the minute that she saw she we were just in front of a back door that has a curtain on it and she was like that's not our back door and she got all like super smiley (laughs) like she was smiling and we were like what is going on uh or she said that's not our front door and then uh dustin's like that's a back door and she's like that's not our back door like she like knew it was smart and so we were like yeah that's because we bought a house oh he was just like so smiley and uh we so we got to show her her room but it's not done there's like a mattress on the floor and a rug basically is all, all that's in there for her but she was she's really excited Oh, oh my gosh,
1: I cannot wait for her to see the house, the room, everything. It's going to be, she's going to love it.
0: I know, she's so good, she's so precious, I'm excited to share those moments with her. And like our first Christmas in the house,
1: Yay! and all the things, I'm so excited. Oh love my it. gosh, and I love with, when you guys moved, um, because you are very close with your mom, your mom moved with you guys, Um, this was like, Pre 2020, when like it wasn't normal to work remote, your mom's always worked remote, or yeah. at least in recent times. So she yeah, had yeah. like all the flexibility to be able to go anywhere and went with you guys, and I absolutely love that. Um, and she bought it. She bought the house that you were renting, correct? Yes, yes. So
0: we've been we were renting this house together, um, sort of sacrificing together, if you will. And so um, in April. I believe of this year Uh, well earlier than that the landlord was like hey I'm going to be selling would you have any interest in it and then my mom was like yeah I think I would (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to move I don't want to move again Uh, and so yeah she she bought the house in April she turned 60 in April bought the house in April so that was super exciting so like to buy a house
1: in the same year as my mom too is is really cool. That's amazing. Well, I'm so happy for you guys. Um, I know that's such a huge step, period, to make. Like anytime, any place to buy a house is just like adult. You can't adult more than that, you know? No. And for you guys no. to like have worked so hard towards that. And you are like the goal queen. Like you always put your goals out there and then show everybody the progress that it takes to hit a goal because it's not easy. And I'm just like so proud of you guys for. Sticking to your goal, hitting your goal, and being able to like show Peyton when she comes to visit, like, this is what we did this for. And it's just, it makes me so happy for you guys. And I'm so excited for her to get there on Christmas and see everything. And you have to share that excitement with everybody. Cause I'm oh, not easy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Definitely. I know. Yeah, it it has been a big sacrifice. You know, you have to sacrifice leading up to it and then it's like scary. It's everything is on you now. Right. So like yeah. any little thing that goes wrong, it's like, Hey, that's your problem. So yes, you want to think that you made a good decision about a good investment. And like, did I overpay? Like, there's so many things that go, go into it. And so it just feels really good. Like we've been moving a little bit every day um, and setting things so up. So nice
2: that you're moving out from your, it's not like you guys have to be out yes. at a certain time. That's like
0: a dream. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I was like, Mom, uh, we're gonna. Are you still good if we're staying October? You know, like move things slowly. She's like, great. <laughs> okay.
2: So um, are you guys still sleeping at the old house then for now?
0: Yes. So like my where I'm where I'm chatting with you guys right now is in the old house, but we're we decided like okay we did this big thing and we have never especially together but like Dustin was talking about the other day my husband like he's never had any new appliances in his life ever and so we were like we are getting new stuff and so thankfully the house came with like all new appliances in the kitchen which is so nice because it was a flip um and so that's really lovely. But we like gotten brand new washers and dryers and we're getting, you know, we got brand new beds for every room and like, we're, we're kind of like doing it up now. That's nice. Um, I'm like, what is debt? It's fine. That <laughs> later. Uh, no, no. Um, but yeah, we're just kind of like enjoying that process of like choosing things and what is our design style and like all of that right now. So it's really fun. So fun.
2: Okay, now I definitely have to get out there because now I want to see the new house too. So Yes,
0: you have to. Make it happen. And-
2: um, I pretty much know the answer to this, but I did get at least like four or five questions from people that asked specifically if you miss living in SoCal or if you have any regrets moving to Texas. Um, I feel like you guys are completely like thriving in Texas. So I feel like I know the answer to that, but... I'm sure there's also, I'm sitting here answering the question for you. I should just let you answer, but I'm sure there are things you <laughs> no, miss from SoCal too, but go ahead and answer. I don't know why. I, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, certainly people, that would be like number one of what we miss in SoCal. Um, it's like, in, so I go to SoCal once a month for work now. And instantly I get on the freeway and I'm like, Ugh, fucking traffic. Yeah. Like, I do not miss that. Um, there's restaurants I miss for sure. And like all the what I do miss is being so close to the new and upcoming and like the trendy vibey spots that come out all the time and like that insta worthy food and stuff like that. Like I miss going to those events and things like that. Um and the people and the little I mean I I visit the, the town that we we moved from or whatever, but that would be like primarily I'm driving to the beach easily or the mountains, but now it's like we make a trip out of it where it felt very accessible before. Yeah, right. So we're, we're coming out for someone's wedding later hey. in the month. <laughs> um, Can't wait. Yes. And so we're like planning a trip to Big Bear a uh, few days before the wedding and think, you know, just like we get to visit those places now and that's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, we need to move back. It's just nice to enjoy it when we do go back. Yeah. And it's
2: so nice
0: that you're, I mean, I selfishly
2: like that you've been coming here once a month for work because I feel like I've kind of been seeing you more like we've been able to like get together for dinner here and there and then it's just felt like I've seen you more too because of the bachelorette party and then I'll see you in a couple weeks for the wedding and um but yeah I definitely think you guys had so many goals to move out there and you guys basically are completely seeing all of that come to life and I'm so proud of you guys
0: Thank you. Yeah, I don't, I can't think of any regrets, like kind of to end that question, but I can't think of, yeah, any regret. I mean, I will never move out of state ever again unless somebody is coordinating it paying for it (laughs) hacking me I will never do that again so you're gonna have to like take me out of here so you're a Texas lifer is what I think
1: so unless someone's (laughs) gonna
0: like plan it and deal with it because uh yeah not doing that again for a long time
1: well moving to Texas is not the only risk that you guys have taken um sacrifice you've made you are like kind of the queen of risk taking and chasing your goals and not like leaning into them rather than fearing them like I'm queen of fearing my goals you're queen of leaning into (laughs) your goals um so I mean you have taken risks like quitting your job with full time with benefits to start your own business you guys have opened a food truck you guys have done all these things because you've taken a risk. these things are not normal. I'm not going to say they're not normal. That sounds bad. These things are not easy. That's why most people don't do them. You know, everybody has the dream of being an entrepreneur, or starting a business or having something in your name, a product to sell in your name, something like that. And you've literally like done that multiple times. Um, talk a little bit more about like, have you always been a risk taker? Have you always been confident with just going after your goals? And if it doesn't work out or like, how did you become so comfortable with risk taking? Because that's something that is not comfortable for most people. Yeah, Um, I don't
0: think well, so I started the business on the basis that I called myself a retired serial quitter. And because I would like quit everything like even things I was good at like sports whatever I was just piano like I wish I still stuck with that Um, just different things that I was just start and stop and I know there's like the idea that you try something and then you figure out you don't like it but as I was getting older and older I was like no I think I just like quit and um, so specifically talking about wellness, like that has happened time and time again, where I just like quit, right? Uh, which yep. is totally normal and relatable. Uh, but I think that when I started to like really get into personal development and figuring out like how the brain works and the science behind it and like how we think and why we think that way and our mindsets and how to goal set, like how to break something down and create milestones for it started to bring me into that space of risk-taking and like there's a a quote that I think I had on my like tinder or something back in the day <laughs> where I uh and it goes if you if you ain't living on the edge you're taking up too much space yes um I and- <laughs> think I might have it
2: on my myspace at one point okay. <laughs>
0: And so but like genuinely, I do think about that a lot, how like it's cheesy. But if you aren't living on the edge, if you aren't trying things like you, um, can you get to the end of life and think that you took uh, every opportunity that either you made for yourself or that was presented to you? Um, And there's this idea, there's a a coach called Ed Milet, and he's like really famous, really big um, in the personal development, business development world. And he says, like, at the end of your life, there's two, two versions of you. And one is the one that took every opportunity and the one that wasn't like the risk taker and was scared and lived in fear and lived in that self-doubt and that comparison and that all or nothing and all of that and like will these two people know each other at the end like will you get to meet the person that you were meant to be if you leaned into all of that or will you like go to the end of life and still feel all of those things and it's like I don't I hate the idea of us living in that year after year after year. Like, I don't want to be 50 and feel the same bullshit I felt when I was 20. I don't want to be, you know, it's like, let that slide and just like, do what's scary. I don't know. I just like, what is the worst that's going to happen? And it's, it's partially like, what is the worst that's going to happen? And partially like that, watch me. And I was just talking about this the other day. When I started my business, I remember saying, um, "I I know you're probably looking at me like right now, like who the fuck does she think she is?" <laughs> and it's like, great, I'm glad you're thinking that because I want I want women to say that and then think like, well, if she can do it, so can I. And maybe not yeah. the exact same thing, but like, go start that business, go lean into that hobby, go start that side hustle, like write that book, whatever it is. Um, and this is sort of my way of like being risky in my life of showing you that like, you can be risky in your life too. So it's just, I, and I'm also like a serial entrepreneur and I just like being a visionary and an implementer and like doing all of it. So
2: that's what I always loved about you. That was my concentration in college was an entrepreneurship. Cause I've always had a serious entrepreneur heart. I've always loved like And I'd have so many ideas of all these businesses I wanted to start. And I used to do so much of that. And I was just telling Jeff, um, I've told him recently, but then even more so since being laid off, I was like, I wish I my brain wasn't just empty right now. Like, I feel like I've always had so many ideas. And right now would be a beautiful time to try to embrace one of those and like, see what I can do with it. And I just feel like I don't have like, the capacity in my brain that I used to where I always was coming up with ideas. And I'm like, why don't I have an idea right now? And it like kills me. So if you have one that you just can't tackle at the moment, share <laughs> it with me.
1: <laughs> we've already said we really need to pursue this caviar cooters. And Laura, it is I... your moment to get us going.
0: <laughs> Straight up and down. I'm here yeah, for we've
2: it. We've been talking about it for over a year. We need to just make that business happen.
0: We just happen. need to start it. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what we're <laughs> Buddy for. headbands.
2: <laughs> um, I think a good transition though, from talking about like taking risks and changing your path is, um, let's talk a little bit about divorce. I think everybody here knows Stephanie and I have, um, gone through divorce, but I think what a lot of people don't know is that you also have, this isn't something that you openly talked about as much on, um, social media, if at all. I don't, I know it's probably been mentioned here or there, but it's never been like a main topic of conversation. But I know that was something that kind of drew the three of us together and that we talked a lot after Stephanie had gotten divorced and we called ourselves like the Divorced Wives Club and we had like <laughs> our little group chats and stuff. But um, I guess before we get into some of it and um, talking about the starting over process, let's can we get a little bit about your history and what like kind of maybe a little bit of insight into that time in your life?
0: Yes. Um, Yeah. So if you, if you're listening to this and have followed me, for a long time, you. this will probably be the first time that you've ever heard this or ever heard me talk about this. But That's what yeah. I couldn't remember.
2: I was like, yeah, has
0: she mentioned I, it or I do I just know it because of
2: our friendship? That's what I couldn't remember.
0: I know. Stephanie was like, they're going to go back and look at your Instagram. I'm like, no, I started, well, Taylor May Tasty specifically after, uh, after all of this. So there will be no finding anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know that seems like a lifetime ago. Um, I was 23. And I think I need to go back a little bit before I kind of talk about that is that I have been truly a serial monogamous for like my whole life. And I was in a relationship from high school to college, and super low self esteem, super low worth, uh, self worth, I was with like, one of the most popular people in school but I myself like wasn't popular and I always thought like I was less than and this person makes me better in some way but they when I look back now I'm like what did they have to offer absolutely nothing and so (laughs) it was just like perception right but you're so young and you don't know that and um I was that was when I was starting to develop like body dysmorphia. And so I was like, Oh, like who else is going to like me? Even though I look at those pictures now and I look just like everyone else around me, but you know, like for whatever reason, our brains are, (laughs) Ah! um, and so, uh, so that happened. And then he cheated on me. This was like my space days where I was, that was the first time I was able to like see it. Um, on there, actually, I'm sorry, Facebook. This was Facebook days where you had to have a dot Edu. Yes. Remember that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so that was like the the start of that, and so or the end of that. And so then my next relationship was someone that was like completely different. Like my ex, even in college, didn't drive. And so this person like had a car. So I thought that was like, you know, the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. and like, oh, you can drive me and I don't have to drive you everywhere. And they had a job and like, and was still going to school and things like that. And so it was like me comparing this relationship to the last one. And so immediately just thought that like, this was the, this was and the end all. And, um, but we were together for a while before we got engaged. And then after that, it was like things were shifting. But again, I was still very much like so low self worth, all of that going into it. And so I didn't really have a voice. Like I wasn't using my voice. I had a voice, but I wasn't using my voice. And we got married um, on a boat, just like Laura. We got married at <laughs> the same place. Both yes. of <laughs> Right up. Uh, of that day, the thing I remember most is my makeup was caked on and the boat was sailing at sunset. And the way that the boat was facing, the sun was directly onto me. And I just remember like I was sweating profusely. Oh, no. It. This foundation has to be like just dripping down my face. Um, And so, yeah, that's what I remember most about the day. <laughs> And then uh, four months later, he like completely changed the person that he was, where he would say really random things to me. Like, um, if you want me to tell you I love you, you tell me you say it first and then I'll just say it back to you. Which like, what the hell? Like you're
2: you're you're telling you're my husband.
0: Yeah. Like there's like a script to our relationship. Now I have to tell you and then you'll tell me back. He um, wanted me to be, like, pregnant on our wedding day so that we could announce it to everybody. And I'm like, I want to enjoy the honeymoon and all of those things. Like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. And then, again, around that same time frame was like, I don't think I want kids anymore, um, which, like, now is okay. But back then I was, I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Back then I was like, um, who are you? Like you, I don't even know who you are. And then ultimately he was a chef, started sleeping with one of his line cooks. Um, and that was the end of that. I remember I wrote a, I wrote like a heartfelt story six-page letter where I even found like this really beautiful like poem about relationships and in the future and like looking back at them sort of like the end of life about relationships and things like that and I put all of that in there and poured everything out about like what I had done and my family had done so much for him and um, like he had lived with my dad for a while and things like that where I was like pouring my heart out and I came home and the letter was just like He read it and it was just sitting there, but he had never like said anything to me, called me nothing. Uh, And then one night he got home at like four in the morning um, after I had called like hospitals and police stations and all the things, thinking that he had was on the side of the road somewhere in a ditch or whatever. And that was I was just like, I can't live like this. And so, yeah, like pretty much four months into the relationship, uh or marriage I decided that I needed to move out like I I this is not what I had envisioned and he said there's nothing wrong with me I'm not going to therapy and it's like well they're right there you're telling me I can't change you so
1: yeah boom yeah so was he so stubborn that well first of all best thing that could have happened to you Totally. um but was he pretty like stubborn like okay, fine. You're, you you want to leave, just leave then like that kind of thing. Or was there any like fight for you or anything like that?
0: No, no fight. Like he, that's really not the person that he was. He was like, didn't like <laughs> confrontation. Yeah. So just kind of like taking things, but then also doing really shysy things, you know, it's like, but if I was trying to have a conversation about it or like bring it up, it was just silence.
1: That's so frustrating. I I mean, I definitely dealt with communication issues in my relationship too. Like I had, we had no idea how to talk to each other. We got together super young too. And it was all fun in the beginning. And then when it moves from fun to like serious, like, oh, this is, this is life now. Like we're life partners. That's when like it stopped being fun. And that should be like a red flag for anybody that if like your partner in life, if it's not fun to live, a life with them like that's a huge red flag you know yeah. um but yeah communication if the communication is not there it's so 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 hard to like get through to somebody that does not know how to communicate or gaslights you when you try to communicate and everything so I I feel for you because that was so hard but I know all three of us talk about this all the time about how we've overcome so much in our divorces and past relationships and dating and getting into that new world again. And it's like, look how happy each one of us are now and the lives that we've built since that hardship. It's just, it's so crazy. And I don't know if either of you thought this too, but like, I I know my situation is different. Yours are more similar in how things went down, but like part of what kept me there for so long was like, the unknown, just like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? How am I going to live? How am I going to live on one income and not two? And the fact that I, for so many years, put more weight on worrying about that when looking back, I'm like, I was fine. I left and I was fine. You know, Is like so sad to me that like, I could have had like so many years of my life happier. Had I not worried about things that like, I, I know now worked out just fine. Yes, yeah,
2: going so to the red flag or the red flag thing is I just struggle so much and like I look back and I think, oh my god, I was so young when I got married. Like I was like met my ex in my early 20s. We got married in our early mid 20s and like and I think I look back and it's hard to even remember like my life then. Like so much of it, like even that relationship as a whole, I don't remember. But it's like how much when you're so inexperienced with like a serious mature relationship, like, because we are just still so immature in our 20s, the fact that we're like picking our life partners when we're 20 years old, like, that's insane. And the thing you don't know what we know now are red flags. Like, so many things that you look past and you think, like, because it's like, maybe that isn't like, is that normal? Is it like, sure there's some things that are okay that's obviously not normal but there's so many things you just look past and like you said a lot of it is our um how we feel about ourselves and can we get anything better is this as good as it ever gets like maybe this just is like no relationship's perfect so this is what it is and i think it's just so such a huge life commitment to make at such an early age where we're so inexperienced still so immature and still have so much growing to do. It feels so much better and different knowing I'm making this decision in my late 30s and I feel like more confident than ever about this decision that I'm making and that I'm actually doing it with the right person. Um, Dating sucks to do it again, but I honestly am so thankful I was able to do it again in my 30s because it's been the best thing that ever happened.
0: Yes, that's so precious. I love that. I know. I'm like, if it's not Dustin, I'm just going to be a a stay at home dog mom because yeah. I'm not dating
1: again. Sorry. Exactly. Uh, but your relationship but- with Dustin is like probably the relationship you dreamed of in your first marriage. Like you wanted that person that like supported your goals and loved you and cared for you and was your best friend and you love doing it like that was like your dream person in your first marriage that like you have now like how good does that feel too to have like found like your dream person as like your life partner you know it's crazy because I mean every
0: day as we've been moving it's like I'm just blown away by the thing like just the knowledge that he has and like It sounds silly, but the strength that he has, like he's like moving all of these things and like picking things up and just like tossing them around like it's nothing. And he's just been so helpful and like accommodating and really um, as we're coming together with like designing things and things like that, like it's not just like one sided, you know, and that's how it's been. Like it's always been very collaborative and I am like just, if I think about all past relationships, like he was the one that I would take pieces of maybe anything of the past and like, put it together into somebody, you know, and it's just like, really is my, my best friend. And I love him. And I want to hang out with him all the time. Uh, And, and we just like, have a great time together. It's easy. It's, Um, so supportive. Oh my gosh. If I'm like, he's my coach, like I coach women, but he's my coach. Like I, if I'm having a breakdown about something and I have talked about it 15 other times, he'll act like he's never heard it before. And (laughs) maybe it flies out, (laughs) but like, he will just still walk me through that, whatever I'm going through in that moment. And I, just feel like very heard and very seen with him. And it's like, yeah, it's the best. Like I would walk through all of that again to get back to this exact moment, for
1: sure. That's, if I had to say like one thing about Dustin that like sticks out in my mind the most, it would be how he supports you. I mean, any relationship, you, your goal is to have a partner that supports you, but the level that Dustin supports you and is like your biggest fan and is just like your go guy, like your, yes, let's do this guy. Like it's, he is the perfect person for you because you are so, you know, I have an idea. Let's do this. And he's like, yes, let's do it. And it's so funny because the other day he like, I clicked on like who viewed my stories like right away when I posted it. And he like happened to like view my stories right away. And so I saw his like name on Instagram and in parentheses or whatever the slogan is, it's like weekly, talks with your, with the lumber or something. I'm like, he still has that like all these years later because he, you used to have him on for like a weekly segment where he'd literally give advice and everybody ate it up because that is Dustin. Like Dustin has the best advice. He's so like wise with his words and, and what he chooses to share and And he won't
2: sugarcoat it. And he's going to just say it like it is
1: so true. Yes. No bullshit from him. (laughs) Well, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for all of us that we've all just like overcame relationships that did not make us feel good and are now in such a better place and are so much happier and that we can like bond over those things too. It's really hard to go through something like that and not to have anybody that bonds. Like, I can't tell you how helpful that's been to me going through what I went through, like having the two of you and Courtney that just like have gone through similar things and get it. You know, I, I never could have imagined going through this, not having friends that like truly get it and understand. So.
2: Yeah. Cause in the beginning you think of all the negative parts of it. You think you're like, like, even if it, you were miserable, you still like grieve that, like that fantasy of what you thought it was going to be and things like that and what you had expected your life to be. But then now I can look back and be thankful for that time and see what I learned from it and what I know now because of that. Like I have grown so much because of that experience and I don't regret it, I guess. Like, I mean, there's things I don't love about it, but it's like, I don't feel like I would be in the place I am today and be so sure of the things I need in a relationship to be happy and have a successful relationship without going through what I went through with that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So before we get into our bed, wet, dead for the week, I did have two very random listener questions that I could not not ask you in this episode. So <laughs> oh, no. Number oh. one, and you can guess who this is from. Can you tell everyone what a breakfast shot is? Oh, okay. So a breakfast shot. This is our, we, Dustin and
0: I love to welcome people to New Braunfels with the breakfast shot. So there is a place in town called the Oyster Bar, which we thought was going to be really fancy. It's a total dive bar, but they serve, (laughs) they serve really good seafood. I don't know. It's their thing. But what they're famous for is the breakfast shot. So it is Jameson and... Butterscotch schnapps, I think. Yep.
2: Yeah, but separately. Like, separately, yes. you're So getting You have these three shot,
0: shot glasses, yes. yes. Three shot glasses, and the last one is orange juice. And then you get this candied piece of bacon that is the most delicious thing you've ever had in your life. And so you take each one, so one, two, three, and then eat the bacon, and it's like you just had breakfast.
2: And it really I, does taste like a full breakfast meal.
1: <laughs> I am a chicken shit when it comes to shots. I can't do shots very easily. And I did it. And it was so delicious. And I shocked myself that I could do it. Um, And I love, it was Courtney that asked that question. Courtney also got to go visit Teeler and Dustin in, um, New Braunfels and I remember when you guys posted about that shot it was like an instant throwback and I love that she asked that question I was like I can't not put that in the episode I have to ask um, and the last one cracks me up um, from our famous bachelorette weekend hot dog video Um, someone wanted to know is hot dog water your favorite flavor of water. <laughs> Um, well,
0: I wasn't drinking it, so <laughs> thankfully. But um, what I
2: will say is, looking back, we you can tell we had been drinking because the fact that, like, hot dogs were, like, sinking in the pool and we were just, like, taking them out and re-throwing them into each <laughs> other, like,
1: just so disgusting. <laughs> that was honestly, like, one of the funniest moments of the whole weekend, though. I was dying. Oh my God. Yeah, watching well,
0: that video like the most fun of like just watching everyone's face and slow mo <laughs> and like trying to get the edits right and everything. That was the best. So good.
1: It. All right, let's bed, wed, dead. It. We got a vacation edition. This was a listener suggested um topic. So we're gonna do cruise, all inclusive, and self planned. Taylor, what do you got for bed, wed, and dead? Okay, so I'm a
0: cruise girl. I am. I love a cruise. Uh, But I think I'm going to, I'm going to wed the cruise. Okay. I'm going to wed the cruise. I'm going to bed the all-inclusive. And I think I'm going to dead the self-planning because I literally self-plan every single vacation. I'm over it and <laughs> I'm like, Swoop in. Although I'm like so type A and that's what Dustin says. He's like, if I come in and plan this vacation, you're going to be like, well, on Yelp, I should have gone here and this has this cute <laughs> coffee over here and there's this cute bakery over here and you didn't take me to this restaurant. So I can't plan it. So, But I <laughs> so want your,
1: someone to do that. Your dream vacation would be self self-planned would be dead in your dream. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Laura, what do you got?
2: Okay, so I also am going to go to bed with inclusive. However, while I love a good cruise, I am going to kill off the cruise and I'm going to wed self-planned. Um my the reason I'm killing off cruise and I'm only going to bed with inclusive is I feel like I'm so limited. Like all inclusives, I feel like, are basically like strictly Mexico and the Caribbean. Like, If I do all inclusive, I'm limited to where I can go. Cruises, also limited to what I can do and where I can go. While self-planned, while I love the idea of cruises and all inclusive because it's like so much is done for you, I do also, the type A in me loves planning it out and yelping things and like over planning as well. And I just feel like if I at least have that for the rest of my life, at least I can always pick where I go and make sure it's the best. And that's why I chose. What about you, Steph?
1: Okay, so I am going to bed with all-inclusive, wed, self-planned, and dead cruise. So basically, (laughs) I have to kill off cruises because I get seasick. Like, I get any kind of motion sickness. (laughs) But I've been on two or three of the little, like, Baja-Mexico booze cruises, and I've gotten seasick every single time. Like, I've literally had like been, like, dolled up in a ball gown for dinner and had to, like, leave to go get air because I like get (laughs) seasick so that's not fun for me cruises are no I remember when Jordan and I were early early dating he wanted to go on one of those Baja uh booze cruises because you can get you can go for like 200 bucks a person oh yeah they're they're so so cheap cheap sometimes (laughs) yeah it's insane. And I remember I was like I want to say yes so bad, but like it's not going to be cute to be seasick like when you're newly dating somebody, so that's a no. Um bed I or bed I'm going to bed all inclusive. I do love a good all inclusive. If you're looking for a vacation just to like relax and stay at a resort and have drinks served to you, that is how to do it. Although the drinks and food are never good. So that Yeah, they're it. always
2: pretty mediocre.
1: Very mediocre. And self-planned like I do love a self-planned vacation. I love being able to like look up, like you said, on Yelp, like the restaurants you want to go to and the coffee shops and like Googling other people's itineraries to get ideas and things like that. I am all about a self-planned vacation, even though it is way more stressful and way more work. All right. I just knew you were going to say
0: Dead to cruises. I just.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You guys know me. I'm sick all the time. I get sick. I get sick on anything with motion, like just living life. I get sick. So. (laughs) All right. Hit it. Flavor of
0: the week. All
2: right, Taylor.
0: What is your flavor of the week? Okay. So I discovered this probably like three weeks ago. I have Apple CarPlay and uh in the car uh and and there was a little (laughs) button on spotify that said dj and so i clicked on that and it was like hey taylor welcome i'm your dj blah 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 and it like it guides you through these DJ sets. And so it it says your name, which I'm pretty sure you can do this on the app too, like not in your car, Uh, Uh but it says your name and it like walks you through sections. So it might be like, these are the songs that you've listened to a lot lately. And then it'll have another section where it's like, these are similar songs. So then they're all new to you. Like you get a whole section of new songs to you. And then uh, it might be, like, some throwback sections. And it's just, like, it's cute. Like, he, like, walks you through it. Um, And I just thought that it was, like, really entertaining. I will say there is, if you listen to something once, they, like, take it and run with it. So, yeah. (laughs) I like had uh I had a client that likes Parisian music and I like listened to like a Parisian cafe song and then <laughs> it was, like a week later there was like this <laughs> whole set of all these Parisian cafe songs. I was like, skip through yes. this part. Uh but yeah, it's really
1: fun.
2: I remember so we- you talking about this at The Bachelorette and yes. I totally forgot about it. So I'm so glad you gave me this reminder because I do want to try it.
1: We bonded over this at The Bachelorette because I re- I think we discovered it around the same time and I've been loving it. I still listen to it like every once in a while I want to throw on my just playlist of repeat songs I love. But I'm like I've rediscovered so many songs that I love through this. And there's some times where it'll be like a category where I'm like not feeling it and I just skip through. It's like five songs and then he talks and five songs and then he talks. But it's such a good way to like either mix up your playlist if you're somebody like me that listens to like the same songs over and over again or to rediscover songs that you loved and like forgot about. So, I think your flavor of the week is amazing. I
2: okay. just opened my Spotify on my desktop and first thing is a big box that says DJ all kinds of music picked by your own AI DJ. And I want to yeah, press play right now so bad, but I won't. <laughs>
1: Spotify. I also saw a meme today that said we're three months away from our Spotify Wrapped for the year. I saw so that if too. Do you have anything embarrassing that you've been listening to on Spotify this year? Now's your chance to go binge something <laughs> else so you can you can curate that that wrap Change for the that.
2: Year. <laughs> I feel very confident. Taylor is going to be at the top of my. Uh, <laughs> My Spotify wrap yeah. this year. Oh,
1: 100%. I listened
2: to a lot right of Taylor here. in preparation of the
1: Eras Ar- Tour. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right, Laura, flavor of the week.
2: Okay, so mine is going to be the Shark Speed Style. Um, this is the blow dryer that is by uh, by Shark. Uh, during my bachelorette weekend, I had used my friend's Dyson hair dryer, which I have wanted for a long time. So I was really excited to try it. And I was really obsessed with it, but the price tag, I just like kind of couldn't get over it. But I, so I decided I had heard that the shark was kind of a comparison. So when I got home, I looked at some YouTube videos that were comparing the shark versus the Dyson. And almost every comparison I looked at was like, they're pretty much equivalent, but Dyson wins out just because it's like half the price. So I had a Amex gift card from, um, my old job at Taco Bell that was burning a hole in my pocket. So I decided to do a little bit of a splurge. Um, it is on Amazon. You can also get it directly from shark. I decided to order it from shark because it was the only one that allowed me to get the ultimate gift set that came with like a storage bag and all of the different finishing tools that you can like pop onto it to use. Um, but it, they started 150 bucks, which will come with two finishing tools, of your choice you get to pick there's also a package i think for 200 bucks that comes with three accessories i got the one that was 250 and that just came with everything you guys there is this thing it's called the rapid gloss finisher i literally have no idea how it works but after you blow dry your hair and everything you like pop it on and you just like run it over your hair and it like kind of sucks the hair to it it's like just this metal tube thing And it's supposed to cure flyaways and it literally does. My hair is so sleek because I have a ton of flyaways because I have a ton of breakage. My hair always looks kind of frizzy or what. No, it gives you like the glossiest hair after. I don't understand how it works, but I don't care because it works. Um, So it comes with that. There's like the quick smooth brush, which is basically going to replace my Revlon roll brush, which I love. So I like blow dry my hair to like 80% and then I use that for the blowout look. Um, there's a concentrator, there's a diffuser, there's like so many things that it comes with. But honestly, I've been using it now. I've probably, since getting it, I've washed my hair four or five times maybe. And I'm like obsessed with it. I'm, It was worth the little splurge and that's my flavor
0: of the week. I love it. that link to that to swipe up because my hair dryer went out this morning no joke really okay
2: I'll let you know I'm serious yeah it's um what was I gonna say too there was felt like there was some oh because it's super fast drying I can't believe how fast it blows dries my hair it like even sounds and feels different than a blow dryer like the way it blows on you I don't know how to really describe it and it's supposed to be like zero heat damage it like controls the heat in a way That, like, it stays below the temperature that's supposed to damage your hair. I don't know. But, like I said, a little bit of a splurge, but I feel like it's kind of changed the blow-dry game for me, so.
1: Love Love that. that. Steph, what's your flavor of the week? Mine is also a splurge, not really, Um, but it is the Trader Joe's Pumpkin Ginger (laughs) Hold the Cones. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They run for about $4 at Trader Joe's. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> um and I I almost they're positive so I've shared that hold the cones are my flavor of the week before but not this particular flavor it's a seasonal flavor um and they're so good they are just under 90 calories each like we've talked about the serving size for these before the serving size are three of these like yeah. don't need three of these like one does the trick but the pumpkin ginger are so good so like, good I swear fall hits and I just get like pumpkin obsessed but I don't necessarily like love every pumpkin thing that comes out but like I think I should so I buy all this stuff and then I like don't love every single pumpkin thing you know this yes so good the cone is like a ginger cone and then the Mm -hmm. ice cream's pumpkin flavored and it's dipped in like I don't know it doesn't taste like vanilla but it's like a white frosting thing I don't know what it is they are to die for they are so good they are seasonal so get them now Um, You will not regret it. It's the perfect little dessert. Like anytime I'm just like craving something sweet at the end of the night, it's the perfect little treat for 90 calories and totally cures your sweet tooth. So definitely check them out before they're gone because they are seasonal.
2: I love them because Jeff hates pumpkin and he hates ginger. So I know that they will sit in the fridge (laughs) only for me. And um, as somebody who has had bariatric surgery and can't have a ton of food, nor can I have a ton of sweets. Like it truly is like the perfect dessert amount for me to like, get like a little bit of a sweet tooth in. And thank you for the reminder that I have those in my freezer. Cause I'm going to have one when we're done here.
1: You are welcome. Yeah. They're so
2: good. <laughs> um, before we finish
1: up though, do you have a little quote for us to finish out for the week? We do. It takes a special kind of person to be genuinely happy for someone else's success be that kind of person.
2: I love it. And Taylor, plug yourself. Tell us what's going on. Anything we need to know? Where can people find you if they're new here? Um, Tell us whatever we need.
0: Uh, Well, first of all, thank you both for being that kind of person for me. Always. Whoa! Well, I love both of you so much. Thank you for having me on. We
1: love uh, you.
0: Well, if you don't already know, I am Taylor of Taylor Made Tasty. You can find me at all the things at TaylorMadeTasty. And what's going on is I am available for life coaching in a one-on-one capacity, or I do have a monthly membership. So you can head to taylormadetasty.com and all the information is there for you. But I just had so much fun today and I appreciate you having me on. Always so much fun.
2: And we'll see you in like
0: a couple more weeks. I know. So excited. Um,
2: But thanks y'all for listening to this week's episode. If you have a moment, please go rate, review and subscribe.
1: Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Wine Over Matter Pod and join our private Facebook group. to search Club Wine Over Matter. If you love what you heard, share this week's episode on your socials and don't forget to tag us.
2: And we will be waiting for you next Wine Wednesday with a glass in hand.
1: Cheers. Cheers.